London Property, home of Super Prime, where you can find informative, educational and entertaining content covering all aspects of property. Hello and welcome to London Property, home of Super Prime. I'm your host Farnas Fazaipour and today we're in conversation with Jeremy Davidson who has worked at the top end of the market in prime central London for many decades and has a very colourful view of what goes on in the market. Welcome back to the show, Jeremy. Mm. Good morning. So, uh, Jeremy, please tell us what you think is going on in the property market at the moment. That's a very interesting question. I think the answer is nobody really knows. Um, obviously, events have uh, uh, rather overtaken uh, reality in this country in the last... We're on our fourth Chancellor of the Exchequer in 15 weeks. Mr. October. Hmm? Mr. October. Who's Mr. October? Oh, you mean it's Mr... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, or Mr. Part of October, probably. <laughs> so it's kind of, um, look, I mean, there's been some very big deals done. Um, fantastic deals. Uh, at least uh, uh, 10 or a dozen really spectacular deals, upwards to 100 million, between 50 and 100 million, or 40, 40 and 100 million. Um, and, you know, that's great. Uh, but going forward, uh, we'll see. And what kind of people have been buying? If there have been 10 or 12 deals between 40 and 100 million, there's probably eight or nine different nationalities. No, you can't say, you know, you can't, you can't say that they're uh, American. And don't say because the pound is cheap compared to the dollar. That's not the real reason. Um, American, Swiss, uh, uh, a couple of Middle Easterns, Europeans, um, and Brits. And um, what, what, I mean, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, do you have any idea of uh, what, you, what do you think is but, going to be I next? Mean, are we talking about the very top or just, just sort of... If the very top will just exist in its, in its own world because if somebody's worth five or six billion or 20 billion and they want something and the price is told... and they're told that the price is non-negotiable, what's the point of having that money if you can't spend it? So, you know, that's fine. But the rest of the market, if you look at... Um, I don't know. I did a search the other day of houses in sort of SW3, 7, 10, W8, between 5 and 10 million. <clears throat> and my view was that most of them were about 15 to 20% overpriced. So, you know, it's going to, the, the market, the market's, you know, it's five minutes past midnight. Obviously. How can it not be? What do you mean five minutes past midnight? It's gone over the top. Right. Okay. <laughs> You've never heard the expression five minutes I past midnight I actually have not heard the expression five <laughs> oh minutes God. past midnight. Okay. But um, <laughs> so, do you think that there's going to be any changes in stamp duty? No. No. So we're not going to get any corrections done from, from that perspective. I think what's quite dangerous at the moment for the market in general is that the last time we had um, interest rate rises, big interest rate rises, um, fine. And people say, look, you know, if anybody who's younger than about 40 has never known interest rates, you know, of any degree whatsoever. In other words, you know, since the credit crunch, you know, people have only known interest rates of, you know, around 1% and mortgages of, you know, maybe 1.75, 2%. Uh, they, they have not known what it was in the past when we thought borrowing money at 5 or 6% was cheap, you know, you know, for a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, 
and it was, that would have been very cheap, but, but there's a lot of people who've just never known that. They've, so now they're finding that this is what they're going to have to be paying. And kind of, you know, that's, that's all right. But the last time we had five, six, seven percent interest rates, or even 10 percent interest rates, which we used to have years ago, or even as much as 14, stamp duty was, not, was, was an irrelevance. It didn't exist. Stamp duty was 1 percent. You know, so but now you've got a double whammy of uh, rising interest rates, and they'll still rise. We know they're going to rise more. Rising interest rates coupled with, um, you know, somebody still having to pay a huge amount of money on entry to buy a property. Those two things are insupportable. You know, in in, in the set, they can't. They're insupportable in the sense of things carrying on. There has to be a correction because there are two events that people's mortgage is going to be costing them much more, and they're still going to have to be paying this huge amount of money to 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 just to just get the keys of the property. So, you know, that, that's not, it's not good. And I know everybody says, you know, oh, you know, but it won't happen. And they always they used to say that in the past as well. Um, <clears throat> but uh, as I say, this is a unique, we've never had a situation before where interest rates going up to back to normal levels, really, normal levels, but with people still having to pay a huge amount of money to actually buy a property in the first place in the terms of when I say huge amount of money to actually pay tax to the government for the privilege of owning the keys to your own front door. And um, actually, we were talking to, to, to somebody else uh, in our market update series, and they were saying that the revenue that's coming in from stamp duty is nowhere near the revenue that's being lost in the VAT that is not coming in because people are not transacting. So from the surveyors to the lawyers to the all the other advisors that surround a transaction. That, that's that's what we always say. But the but the, the fact is, stamp duty is is something that that the government and HMRC like enormously because they collect it ninety nine point nine percent of the time because the lawyers who are handling the transaction are basically de facto unpaid tax collectors for, for HMRC. And they get it every time, whereas other taxes like capital gains tax and all the other things is, is you know, they, they, it's, it's just, a, you know, that's just f- food for accountants to, to minimize. And yes, I know everybody says that, yeah, the spin-off effects that, you know, you don't see removal vans in the streets, so your removal companies are not making money, so HMRC are not making money from, from, from their revenue, that uh, turnover is down. Yes, sure it is. Um, but, but, you know, in the past, stamp duty was 1%. It's now anything up to 17 So, you know, they, they get, you know, big chunks of money. And, and, and yeah, sure, it, you know, maybe, you know, all the spin-off stuff like people buying new kitchens when they move home, fine, yeah. But, you know, they, they don't think like that in the Treasury. They think, what can we get in? They don't sort of think, you know, well, there's all this other stuff which, which in theory we're missing out on. They don't think about that. They just think, what can we get in? And what they can get in is stamp duty every time. So do you think that the correction um, that you're saying that will have to happen in the, in the market is in the short term or medium sh- short term going to just shift everybody over to renting? So the ones who are not getting the prices that they want, they're going to put their properties on this rental market. And that's going to help take some of this inflated uh, price increases on the rental market and calm it down a bit. No, I, think, I think for the foreseeable future, we'll have an impasse because the vendors don't want to get, will not want to get the message. They'll still want to be selling their house for the same price that their friend across the street sold for 12 months ago. 
Uh, and so we're going to have this impasse situation, which which always happens, where the Bendals are saying, "Hey, but you know, uh, you know, my house, surely, you know, that that old line, you know, mine's better than anybody else's kind of thing," and the buyers are going to be going, "Don't be stupid, <laughs> you know, this is the real world now." So I think nothing will happen for 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 quite quite a, quite a while. Um, and when uh, when when the you know when the you know, people have often said to me, it must have been terrible working in the 90s recession as an estate agent. How did you, how did you survive? It was great because people had to sell. And so, you know, th- there was turnover. I mean, agents concern themselves only really with turnover. And, uh, but before you get to that stage, there's a, there's a period, of, period where nothing happens and we will go through that period. And that could be quite a long period before the vendors finally get the message and start dropping Dropping the prices to 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 the levels you know where the buyers feel comfortable, and you know it may take some time also for the buyers for the property you know the, you know you know the property is only worth your property is only worth what a buyer will pay, and it may take really quite a long time for for a buyer to be happy. I wouldn't buy now. Why? I mean, you know. Well, you say that, but then you know you could potentially, and and I know that. Interest rates and, and, and currency have been big conversations in this particular period of time in the property market. But then what could happen is that all those buyers will end up having lots of interest from dollar-based overseas investors. Okay, well, on the subject of, on the subject of the pound against the dollar or against an even stronger country like the Swiss franc, you know what the currency traders in the city of London are calling the pound at the moment? No. Shitcoin. <laughs> there comes a point where the, the 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 strength or weakness of your currency is a direct correlation as to really what the rest the rest is, to, is your status as a nation and and how safe your country is as a place to invest uh, and that's why the Swiss franc is so strong that's why it's the world's strongest currency because it is a safe haven. So it's all very well for people to say that, you know, oh, great, you know, the pound's, you know, tanking. That means it's fabulous if, you've, if you're in dollars or, or Swiss francs. But if it goes down too much, you know, then people say, but, you know, what's wrong with the, what is wrong with the United Kingdom? I mean, we are seen as a virtual basket case around the world. It's been like that, I hate to say it, since, you know, 2016, but it's accelerated at a rapid pace in the last few months. And so, you know, it's... We are not really seen as the sort of safe and stable sort of you know country that we that we once were. I mean, we're sort of we're sort of on sort of with no disrespect to sort of Greece and Italy. You know, we're we're kind of you know I think they're probably they're probably somewhat higher up the scale than we are in terms of you know volatility of changes of governments and and just you know places of uncertainty. It's it's we're not in great shape. And nobody wants to, you know, obviously it's not something anybody really wants to talk about, but you can read endless articles about that. There's a, there's a, <clears throat> there's a, a piece in The Economist this week about, uh, you know, is, is, is the UK in a very bad situation of decline? Financially. Money makes the world go round. Well, it does make the world <clears throat> go round, but, you know, a lot of people are attracted to the UK for many other reasons. Like what? Like all the reasons Because they that- will feel safe. Getting, getting their watches stolen in Knightsbridge. No, not like <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, no. Because there are so many police on the streets. That's why, of course, obviously. No. What, what are the other... Give me a reason. I'll give you plenty the, of the reasons. Harley the education. Myth, the Harley Street The myth. law. The, the law? The, 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 the police are almost corrupt here. Come on. 
No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know enough yes, details to get into that, debate yeah, but yeah, about that. But, yeah, but you, it is very much a self. Say, I mean, it is. It is honestly one of the most civilized places on earth. It really is, and that attracts a lot of people who come you, from situations if you, that. If, if, if you live in, in an SW postcode in central London, yes, it is. But I mean, you know, I had a, a friend of mine move from New York. He was flabbergasted because. In New York, there are two policemen on every street corner, literally on every... He said, he said, I think it was two months before I saw a policeman on the street. Well, because we have less crime than in New York. Uh, <laughs> and, and our policemen don't have guns. And, you know, you've got less things to worry about. Yeah. But do you think that we are in this situation because of Brexit? What, oh, what, yeah, makes, I mean, you, what makes you say... What makes you have these opinions? Uh... I think the ramifications of Brexit will, you know, I mean, they're, they're kind of only really hitting home now. I mean, so, uh, and, and, and the good thing is that, is that, you know, a lot of things will have to, uh, you know, we'll have to reform some sort of relationship with Europe. It's, simply, it's the world's big, biggest market on our doorstep, and we've decided to kiss goodbye to it. And, and you know, that, and we, we can't afford, we can't afford not to be, uh, part of the single market, and you don't think that we're going to replace it with uh, with, with the what, Commonwealth and with, the with Commonwealth? other uh, other economies. The, what in New Zealand, Australia? What what are we? Well, you know, I mean, the, the world's biggest trading market is twenty two miles away from our coast. Yes. So, and you're talking about Commonwealth countries. What have what have they got for us? What have we got for them? You know, it's not you know. The, there, there is virtually zero trade with those, with those, with those, uh, with the Commonwealth countries. They're all too far away. So, would you agree that the prime central London market does surprise us all the time, even as professionals who work in the market? Yes, I do. Okay, <clears throat> so we've had a flat market now, probably for seven, eight years. Mm -hmm. And we've had spurts of like three months of yeah, madness yeah. where everybody rushed, right? And that's happened a few times. Yeah, I agree. So it won't be inconceivable with that, with everything that we're saying now, we will still see a mad rush of people coming with dollars and yeah. taking advantage of the sentiment because a lot of the property market and the top end of the property market is sentiment driven. Any market is sentiment driven. But... Even more so here, because you add cost after cost after cost, mm. and then it surprises all of us again. Look, I think there are whatever you know. One thinks about the damage that we've caused to ourselves, self-inflicted damage, and that's the tragedy of it. Is it self-inflicted? I mean, London was the most amazing amazing city without hesitation the 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 place where everybody wanted to be basically from about 1997 when tony blair became prime minister to you know 2015 or something like that it was fantastic you know it was international it was cosmopolitan uh all the europeans came here uh that's why suddenly the food in the restaurants was vastly improved. Not the Brits that are going to do that, for heaven's sake. Um, and so it, it's, it, it, you can't just, that can't just go, you know, even with the damage of, of self-inflicted damage of, um, of Brexit. It, it can't just go, but it, it's definitely changed. I mean, the, it, it has changed, but there will always be people There'll be the people who've gone are, be, are, are being replaced by other people. So the Europeans, and a lot of them have left, 
have, uh, have been replaced by people from, I don't know, Turkey, India, uh, the Far East, um, South America. Uh, those are the main places where people, people have um, arrived from. Uh, to, and so there's always somebody, yeah, so, the, so that's why you get these spurts of, you know, activity where you hear about these deals and think, gosh, that's pretty amazing. Um, whether they add as much culturally as people did in the past uh, to London itself is, um, is a debatable point. So do you think that uh, the change in, recent change in prime minister we've had uh, might have had an impact on people wanting to invest in London? Uh, well, it's all very soon, isn't it? I mean, uh, but it, she hasn't had a great start and she may not be prime minister by the end of today or by the end of the week. In fact, she almost certainly won't be. Uh, so again, all of that just sort of, I think would make people stop and think, yes, you know, what, what is what is actually happening in this country? You mentioned earlier that people regard the UK as being a very safe and very stable uh, place, but... Um, civilized. Civilized, but but part of being civilized is is also you know stable government, and I mean what has happened to the Tory Party in the last few years is, I mean they have you know they are I mean they're committing electoral suicide, electoral and political suicide, and it all stems back to one thing: all of this, the uh, 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 Europe, and the right wing Tory views on Europe have done for John Major, David Cameron, Theresa May. It's all this, this, this is the, the Brexit and the, and the, and the, and the, the uh, and, and its product has basically destroyed the Tory party. Uh, and they won't form the next government. So we will have a Labour government. We may well then have wealth taxes. So, you know, it's no, no good as coming out of any of this at all. And it's, and it's, it's all, Self-inflicted. There should never have been a referendum. If you were to advise people now about what to do, whether they were selling or buying, what would you say? I, I, if, look, I mean, if you're selling, I, I would say, you know, if you really want to sell, then put yourself in the shop window. I mean, uh, and by that, I mean, I don't mean literally put your, you know, put yourself in the shop window and make your property attractive. And attractive means price. I think um, I think also there's sort of far too much talk about off market. Uh, these two words, which seem to have sort of taken over the market in the last few years, um, that somehow you know, for a buyer you're getting something special. You're not really. You're just paying more. And for a seller, you know, you're going to get a better buy. I mean, you know, ninety eight percent of properties need to be on the market. You know, they, they're just not special enough to be off market. Only a very, very few, uh, very small percentage of properties. Uh, should, and I, so I think now more than ever, as the market changes, you need to be in the shop windows. That's for sellers. For buyers, you know, don't dive in. You know, you know, it's, you know the, you, you're now holding the cards. You've got the deck of cards, you know, for, for a very short period of time from halfway through lockdown to until a few months ago. The, the vendor held the cards for the first time in years, for the first time 
since 2014. The vendor held the cards. Uh, and some vendors thought they could hold those cards for a long time and, and had offers and have not taken them. Um, time will tell whether they were right about that. Well, you're certainly giving us all a wake-up call because uh, traditionally real estate agents are positive about everything all the time. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I, think... I like to say that by the time Christmas comes, everybody will be here for their holidays spending lots of money on uh, buying properties. But I guess watch this space. Well, look, I mean, of course, you can always get an agent to, you know, talk things up. Uh, that's kind of what agents do. But, um, you know... One needs a dose of realism, I think. Earlier you were saying that um, you wouldn't buy in London now. So I guess I have two questions to ask. One is why? And the second is where would you buy? Uh, the answer to the first question is uh, if the market's going down, why would, you know, or if the market is going to go down, why would you buy now? I don't want to catch a falling knife. Okay. And uh, as our listeners are global and international, then uh, if you were to, to talk to them, where, where would you say to buy now? A lot of real estate markets are overheated. Um, so I would rent. <laughs> Good time to rent. Well, uh, maybe the fact that actually the market does need to settle and, and people need to get comfortable again, we're going to see more properties coming onto the rental market that are not selling and then there'll be a bit I of a stabilisation right. the in there. Yeah, the, pen, the pendulum swing and then the, so the big swings you've seen in the rental, <clears throat> in rental prices um, will settle down. Well, thank you for talking to us and uh, we're going to hold ourselves to the fact that markets swing so quickly here and uh, have all our experts back talking to us again in, in about a quarter's time. So thank you for joining us. My pleasure. To listen to Jeremy and other experts like Jeremy, head over to our podcast channel where you can listen to uh, close to 80 experts for all aspects of the real estate market. Thanks for listening to the London Property Podcast. Head over to londonproperty.co.uk and subscribe to our newsletter to receive latest updates.